Coming up, we'll give you our first look at the new magic bands at Walt Disney World. We're also going to spend some time talking about Disney's Olani Resort and Spa. And uh, Olani's Director of Public Affairs, Todd Apo, is going to join us. And he'll take some of your questions. We'll also have the first installment in the latest version of our Seven Resorts in Seven Nights segment. Uh, today we're going to be focusing on Disney's Art of Animation Resort. And stay tuned because we're going to give you some hints as to how you can win a seven-day, six-night stay here at Olani or a seven-night cruise, Alaska cruise on board the Disney Wonder or an Adventures by Disney backstage magic trip. All that coming up. We are live from Disney's Alani Resort and Spa in Koalina, Hawaii, and this is the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Diz Unplugged, coming to you live from Disney's, o- Disney's Olani Resort and Spa in Koalina, Hawaii. I am your host, Pete Werner, joined here today by my good friends and my producer, Dustin West, right. and of course, associate producer, Sean Thompson, and Craig Williams, back on the... <laughs> Portable equipment that Dustin has put together. I wish I, you guys could I see. I know. I wish that camera angle had a slightly better view of everything that's going on there. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Uh, yeah, it's massive. Um, to tell the story that we knew we wanted to do this, uh, we were taking a look at ways to, uh, you know, take our production equipment on the road. Now, what we have in the studio back in Orlando isn't exactly portable. So Dustin has come up with a amazing uh, setup here that all came on the plane with us. These are all in carry-ons. And, uh, <laughs> none, none of us had a, a, a personal roll-on. <laughs> we all had to <laughs> No, yeah, it was crazy the amount of luggage yeah. that we had with us because, you know, just me traveling, period, for this long, I had, you know, we had one, one, one bag for the shoes and yeah. one bag for the cologne. And <laughs> one bag for the cologne? Yeah. Well, my, my cologne has its own bag, yes. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, it's an uh, absolutely gorgeous day here, as you can see. I know those of you back on the East Coast, it's uh, 8 o'clock at night, but it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon here in Hawaii. That's right. And unbelievable how beautiful this resort I is. I just love the sound of the ocean behind us. Yeah. It's so I, I, want, I think we have to do the show every week from here. Yes. <laughs> I think we just move out here and move the operation here. Um, and we are all a little bit jet-lagged, so if we seem a little punchy, that's why. Uh, <laughs> that was a long flight, but a good flight from, uh, from Orlando. Um, it was long. It was, it was. Yeah, but you were in first class, so be quiet. That's true. That's true. That was um, a nice touch. Thank yeah, you. no, not for a 10-hour flight. <laughs> Put them all up in first. Felt bad for them. Originally, uh, Craig and Sean were... Back in coach. We were, but we got upgraded to unlimited Mai Tais. So unlimited Mai Tais. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's good. That's Delta, I guess. I don't know if they all do it, but that seems to be like, that's Delta's thing. It was great. We walked down on the flight and it had a big lay on. And he offered us Mai Tais as soon as we got on the yeah. plane. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, I'll have that. Yeah. <laughs> they had unlimited Mai Tais. It's just like in the movies. Yes. Now, for the next uh, couple of weeks, we're going to be taking our show on the road. And uh, next week's new show is going to be recorded here at Olani yep. again. That'll go up next Tuesday, May 28th, our June 4th show. 
We're going to be recording our new show from on board the Disney Wonder as we do the inaugural sailing this year to Alaska. That should be interesting. And that should be fun. <laughs> you guys are going to love it. This is my third. T- I, I, I feel like an old woman. I, it's my third year in a row uh, doing an Alaska cruise. It's like what we do, I guess, when we get to a certain age. We go on Alaska cruise. As long as you remember your cardigans. Well, you, oh, you, and your rose-scented perfume. <laughs> <laughs> rose perfume. <laughs> Um, And then our June 11th show will be recorded from Los Angeles right before the start of the first Diz-exclusive Backstage Magic trip of 2013. But if you want to follow along with us, you Mm -hmm. can do that on Facebook or if you prefer Twitter, uh, uh, Diz Unplugged, at Diz Unplugged. At Diz Unplugged, yes. And the hashtag that we're using as we're traveling around for this is hashtag beyond the parks yep that's the series of segments that will go up starting july 16th with all this great stuff that we're experiencing and filming i imagine we're gonna have quite a bit of stuff to talk about and quite a bit of stuff to look at and watch well just just what we have on the schedule right now to do uh it's gonna be it's insane i'm looking forward to it i'm not i'm not complaining that we're going to alaska and california and here, but we've got a lot coming up. Um, you can also follow us on live stream. If you were following us on live stream this morning, then uh, you would have been notified that Craig uh, insanely decided to uh, get up at the crack of dawn and literally film the sunrise coming up over Alani. So, uh, those of you following us on live stream, that's how you'll find out about that. Some of these things we're not going to publish on Facebook, you'll only get to know about it. In the moment, if you're following us on live stream, links to all of that and everything we talk about on the show on our show notes page, disunplugged.com. And uh, I think that's one of the things I'm looking forward to most throughout this entire three-week process is just being able to kind of connect with the people back home and and all across the mainland, Um, seeing these different live uh, video posts coming up on live stream just randomly and being able to chat with them, being able to uh, share our experience right there in the moment with them. Right. Well, that's what we decided to do this time was that uh, we have the ability pretty much as long as we have a solid internet connection, we have the ability to go live wherever we are. So we're just going to kind of like randomly as we're going through doing different things here in Hawaii and Alaska, I'm going to be dog sledding in Alaska (laughs) on a glacier again. That might be an opportunity, you know, might be an opportunity for a live stream there. Just as we're doing something, we're just going to start broadcasting live for no apparent reason other than that. I'm pretty lucky because I don't even need the live stream update. I know when his alarm goes off, <laughs> so I know exactly <laughs> when he's going to go film the sunset or sunrise. <laughs> yeah, with, okay, here's my mic. Um, with that, too, make sure you ask lots of questions along the way. Like this morning, whenever I had people doing it, everyone was asking me if the water was warm, <laughs> what it was like here, you know. Uh, the best way we can show you what you want to see is by all that feedback. So please, yeah. during all those live streams, uh, just give us lots of feedback so we can bring the best footage to you. And hopefully we'll have the answers to your questions. Exactly. Probably not. <laughs> we probably won't. Because <laughs> they'll ask questions we, we can't answer. <laughs> What's the acidity of the Pacific Ocean? It's um, pretty though. acidic. Yes, because that's a question they're <laughs> most certainly going to ask. Um, one of the other live streams that will be coming up May 23rd and 24th. Tom Bell, host of the Dis Unplugged Disneyland Edition, is going to be doing some live streaming from the press event taking place those days. They're going to be unveiling uh, Mickey and the Magical Map, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> and uh, he's going to be enduring 24 hours 
at the theme park on May 24th. So if you want to be notified when Tom goes live, when we go live. He's not actually planning on doing the whole 24 hours. I think he is. Yeah, oh, I think he is. Yeah. yeah, Tom's like that. Tom, Tom, oh, yeah. Tom will do that stuff. Something else I'm very pleased to announce that is finally a reality. Finally is the key word to that. Finally. <laughs> Dismobile is live. M.WDWinfo.com. This is the beta version of our mobile site. Uh, this is not an app to download, nothing to buy. Just go to m.wdwinfo.com from your smartphone, and you'll be able to check it out. Uh, Sean has been working diligently on this, and it looks great. It looks absolutely amazing. Thank you. I'm very excited that this is finally out, and people can go look at it. He's been working yeah. on this. He's been working yeah. on this for a while. It's been a long time coming, and I honestly think it's the biggest project I've ever worked on. Is it really? It is. It, wow. Yeah. It's well. I mean. It's the mobile version of the entire Diz. Yeah. You know, it's, it's getting there. So, it's, yeah, and we have a lot of plans for it. So, like I said, you know, it's 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 we're considering this the beta release, uh-huh. but we want people to go check it out. And Sean really wants your feedback. I do. And should they just Sean? Twitter, email me Sean at www.info.com. And that's S H A U N. Yes. Yeah. Get it right. It's the weird way. <laughs> it's the weird way. I'm like Sean White. But yeah, Seanathan. So, yeah, don't send it to Seanathan at WDW. No. That's, that either doesn't exist or someone we didn't know about. Yeah, but I just any, any feedback that you have, anything you want to see, anything that's wrong. Okay, just and I just, I, I'm sorry, I just got to say, I am so excited to be here. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This, you keep looking um, over me and you just see the I'm beach really, it's me. Just, it's just kind of hitting me a little bit what we're doing right now. We've only been here for 24 hours. Right. And it hasn't even been a full day. We've already like shot videos, set up this you, this live, uh, honestly, honestly, you are gonna, you absolutely. I'm s- saying this in all seriousness. You are gonna want to watch the July 16th broadcast when we really uh-huh. do our coverage of this resort. You've got to see. The first time we covered it was before we'd gone video, and you know you can do it. You can do it certain justice in audio, but a place like this has to be seen to be believed. Yeah, it really is. It really is stunning, and I want to say a very, very special thank you. To everybody here at Alani who has made us feel so, so welcome um, and rolled out the red carpet for us and let us take over part of their restaurant, Amu Amu, which is where we are right now. Had an amazing meal here last night and uh, I'm going to have another one, I think, in a little while when we have lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But before we get into the news, uh, Craig has put together a quick video of our first 24 hours at... Alani, or on our way to Alani. So let's go ahead and cut to that. Awesome. Great job, Craig. Uh, he, he put that together, like, after flying, after, being, after traveling for, like, 16 hours. Yeah. I Gets here, shoots video, puts that together, ready to go up today. Awesome job. And not for nothing, this one did it, too. So <laughs> we got something to show from him coming up a little later on. But all right, that is, that'll do it for housekeeping. Let's move on. With the news, uh, first off, uh, Disney, the Disney Parks blog has announced some specifics for their plans for the Up All Night party happening at Walt Disney World May 24th, and apparently we're pushing Monsters University, so... They're going uh, crazy with that movie this year. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Sully from this summer's new Disney Pixar film, <coughs> Monsters University, will scare up some excitement. At the Move It, Shake It, Celebrate It street party and service Grand Marshal during a special pre-parade. And uh, hmm. this is going to be, you can catch that procession just ahead of each of that day's two performances. Um, 
in Tomorrowland at the Rocket Tower Plaza stage. There's going to be a Monster Mania DJ dance party from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. Monsters University movie night from 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. featuring back-to-back showings of the original Monsters, Inc. and an opportunity to meet Mike and Sully. And uh, finally, you can dance the night away at Disney's Up All Night dance party at Cinderella Castle from 2 a.m. to 5.45 a.m. I, have n- I, I did not get a chance to do this the last time. They did every time. For the leap year last well, year? Yeah, every time Disney does a 24-hour thing in the parks, I'm not there. I, I tell you um, what, it, the, the theme parks take on an entire different energy. Sean, I know you were yeah. there. We were there together. And um, it, it's crazy. I mean, people are in their pajamas. They're wearing the shirts. Everyone's having a great time. And the great thing about... That last year, it was only Magic Kingdom, so there was, obviously, at that point, there was no alcohol in the Magic Kingdom, but still, it was this party atmosphere. Was it, it, it kind of like, like New Year's Eve at Epcot? It reminded me a lot of, uh, mine really? sands the alcohol, but it reminded me a lot of that, because it's just, it's solid all the way through the night. Now, of course, when it hit, you know, it's not like New Year's Eve when it's midnight and there's a big party or anything, it's just different events throughout the night, and it, you can just feel the energy, even the people early in the morning that are tired, that have been there all day, it's... There's like a sense of pride and ownership yeah, to the fact yeah. that you but actually But there are also the people that nap. <laughs> I was just, just going to oh, yeah. ask the yeah. question. Was like, You're like what, on Main Street and there's was people Was it like, like homeless people on, yeah, the, yeah. on the, <laughs> yeah. the benches on Main Street? Okay. Yeah, or just ride Carousel of Progress a thousand times just to sleep every time. Yeah. <laughs> just keep going rotation. I would imagine a lot of records were broken in that 24-hour thing, you know, like most times on Tomorrowland yeah. Transit Authority. Well, by Skip Potter. He got that, I, he got that one. <laughs> Actually, one of our listeners, one of my friends that I used to work with at Universal, he tried to set the record for the most times on um, the Tomorrowland Transit really? Authority. They didn't make it, but yeah, he's actually a listener for the show, too, so he'll probably hear that. Cool. Shout Hopefully out. Hopefully he does it again. Try it again this time. Yeah. I wish I was there with you. Sorry. Well, you could. You can, I, I told you last night. Right. I can you, leave you miss Hawaii. it so much, you can leave Hawaii can and go <laughs> stay in the Magic Kingdom for 24 hours. Get on the next flight. I'm okay with that if you know we'll 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 we'll, we'll power on somehow without you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that makes me sad. <laughs> Considering, well, you your, I wish I was there with you. Really, look where you are. Uh, no, this is pretty. You're beautiful. in Hawaii. You want to go spend 24 hours in the Magic Kingdom and be here? I would prefer to be here. Okay, this well is then, a, stop your whining about having like, not being able to do. Uh, they'll do it again. I might not come to Hawaii again. Who knows? That's yeah. right. Well, well, never mind. <laughs> All right. Next news story. Uh, Sean Thompson put together an awesome blog for us last week, giving us an exclusive look at the new magic bands that are starting to surface. And that blog has just gone insane. Crazy. Almost yeah, tw- it went shared, I shared almost 20,000 times. I can't believe it. It was, it was great. I, I, the reception I was, just was unbelievable. I was telling Pete the other night, I said, it must be amazing to feel that. Uh, you know, you you got this access. You were able to write something in your style, in your yeah. voice, and people are responding to it. I love that. Well, the coolest thing for me, though, was you write this whole blog, and then you think, oh, maybe someone just goes and looks at the pictures. But then I actually looked at the analytics and saw how long people were staying on the page, and it was long enough to read the article. I think yeah. this is interesting Which information that no one else people has People are actually reading it. People so, want to see this I mean, information. That's cool. Well, talk about the... Um you, you had a chance to wear it. And, I did, and yeah. What were you, you know, talk about your impressions. So I was pretty lucky, and I got a chance to be the, one of the first people to actually see it and kind of wear it. Um, I loved it, actually. It's a lot nicer than I had expected because we'd seen pictures, and I'd even seen them in person just kind of in like a glass case when we switched our annual passes over to the new yeah. RFID card. Um, but it's just a really sturdy band, and um, 
we have lots of pictures of it up on our blog, which we'll have the link to in our show notes. Um, but there's this kind of hard piece at the top that most people will wear on the top of their wrist, and that has the actual Mickey symbol. And that's the R-80 chip, and that's what you'll have to touch to either the turnstiles or the cash registers. Um, right. And that's what makes that connection. Even for your FastPass Plus, when that's rolled out, that's what you'll use to use to redeem that. Um, yeah. oh, and it, and it snaps on. It's cool. It snaps it, yeah. on almost like a baseball cap or something. It's, exactly. So it's adjustable it's kind of for like all one sizes. one of those plastic watch bands. It's yeah. very similar. And, and the size was amazing. Like, I couldn't believe how big it got, but also how small you could make really? it. Really? So and just one band is, accommodates But now, I mean, looking at, looking at the picture, the material that it's made out of, you know, considering hot summer... Yeah, months in Florida. That's is this going to be sweaty and nasty on your? It potentially could be. Yeah, yeah. I didn't wear it for that long, so I didn't know. Um, but I can see just having it on your wrist. Like you can make it looser, and there's some air room because, like I said, the top <coughs> part is hard. Okay. So there's going to be a little bit of breathing room in between. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I can see that maybe being an issue. But the good things we also learned a few details on how you can customize them. So um, there's a list of colors. Um, so. If I if I'm correct, you can see in this picture here, the the middle portion that actually has the RFID comes out, and the band itself is replaceable. No, that's not. It's all one piece. Oh, it's, it's all, all okay. Piece. What's is replaceable is so you can see you can okay. make it into a smaller band. So oh. what what happens is there's a small piece that you can peel away in the center. If you turn the band inside out, you'll right. see this little kind of graphic that shows you ripping apart the inside. So what you do is you peel that off, and then that just leaves the single color on the inside, and oh. that fits like children's wrists. But it's important you have to know that you can't redo it, you undo it. So once you peel it off, the band is that's for a kid size. only. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, but like I said, they come in different colors. You can get red, blue, green, pink, yellow, orange. And then the gray one, which is what we have in our pictures, is called Iconic Gray. And that's like their basic, their basic one. That's yeah. what you'll get it's if very, you just get it at the resort. Very like Jetson-y. It's but there's cool. also uh, rumors going around that uh, uh, they're going to be coming out with various designer I'm styles. Sure they're not going to pass up on the chance to make special ones that they can upsell. Right, ever absolutely. Since, ever since this was announced and, and we saw that... Um, they're coming out with the different colors. All I could think uh, to myself was iPhone cases, right? Yeah. Everybody has a different iPhone case. Everybody has a different style. Everybody wants uh, their 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 signature. And if if Disney's smart, you know they're going to have like crazy different designs for these. But the thing is, though, um, because there is a battery for the RFID chip, the battery will only last about two to three years, is what I'm hearing. Okay. So once that's done, it's you can't replace the battery in it. It's oh, all one unit. Okay. So I don't know how high they can make that price point because people are only going to buy them for maybe one or two trips. I mean, annual pass holders is a little different. You're going right. more often, but I mean, if you're going to spend money, you have to know that it's only going to last you for so long. Well, well, who would that really affect other than uh, no expiration? Uh, people who get the no expiration I option. mean, people make m- multiple trips a year. So, I mean, yeah, I, if they would want that. Okay. Um, so, uh, oh, well, no. I mean, the thing is you can add new tickets to your Magic Band. Oh. So it's not a one-time use thing. Okay. Oh, they don't send you a new one? No. You, uh, if you can keep it and then keep track of your tickets on your Magic Band. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So say you're going in the fall of this year, and then you come back in the spring of next year, you can put your spring tickets onto your band. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, it is cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so like I said, there was, um, you can customize the different colors, and there's kind of a timeline that is, is in place for these customizable options. Um, if you do it, if you... Do it if you try go on this on the website and customize it from booking until ten days prior. You can choose your color, you can put your name on it, and you can have it sent to either your house or the resort and pick it up at the front desk, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then if you do it from nine days until five days prior, 
the guests can only, they can customize them, but they have to be sent to the resort. So there's no option to have them at your house. Okay. So you have to remember that. <laughs> um, but if, you, if it's five days before your reservation date, you have to get them at your resort, and there's no way you can customize them. You get the gray basic ones. Okay. So that's just something to keep in mind. But now, given that they're just rolling these out in high-level testing right now, these are not on guests' wrists, I'm guessing it's probably going to be fall... I'd say fall at the earliest. At you know, the it's earliest before right, they start sending these out to yeah, guests. Yeah, right now the only testing is, is being done on cast members. Okay. Um, and it's actually fairly high up cast members too. It's people in manager positions. Um, and then they can invite their guests. So technically guests are wearing them now. Right. Or they will be in but a couple it's not, days. But it's not yeah. the, uh, a big we've, huge... We've seen this roll out in phases. Yeah. Now we're at the point where uh, all the turnstiles have been converted. And people are using the RFID on their actual card. Yeah. And now, of course, some people with wristbands. It's a slow process, but I'm glad that that's happening. I'm, I'm glad that Disney is taking the time yeah. to, to roll it out appropriately, do the test and adjust that they need to do. I totally agree. Yeah. Because it would be All very right. easy for them to just roll it out and then right. it's, yeah. Um, so, you know, when I published this blog, um, there's been a lot of feedback. Uh, yes, I noticed. And uh, a lot of it's... A little panicky, I think. It's, uh, you know, okay, okay. Uh, you know, I'm in this beautiful place, and I don't want to go off on a rant here, but I'm oh, going to no. go off on a rant. Um, some of the stuff I've been reading, and, and, and to those of you that, that are the people I'm speaking of, I'm really sorry if my facts get in the way of your paranoia. But first of all, let's be clear on something. Read my lips. <laughs> there is no personally identifiable information contained on these bands. They right. are not going to be able to find your house, okay? Somebody, everybody's worried about somebody walking around the parks with a portable RFID reader, getting your credit card information and your kids' names and all this other stuff off your magic band. Not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, what is on these bands, what's kept on these bands is an identifier. And that identifier interacts with Disney's databases and Disney's information. And that's how your credit card gets charged. And that's where all your information is. So there are several levels of security between your magic band and Disney's and, and, and your information. So that's the first thing. Some people are saying, you know, well, what if somebody hacks into Disney's computers? I, I guess that's, you know, certainly possible, but I don't think it's going to be the common case. Um, then the fact that, they, that these are battery-powered really seem to get a lot of people very upset. And the reason, because of the, the reason for that is because there's two types of RFID. There's close... Or there, uh, this is what I know. This is my knowledge. I don't know everything about RFID, but there's close range and then there's longer range. And the longer range is the one that requires the battery. Short right. range doesn't need it because it gets right. the power from the right. RFID reader. And so what everybody's now, upset about is that uh, they're going to be able to track your, your movements yeah. uh, through, through triangulation. Parks, through triangulation. Yeah. Look... That may happen. It may not happen. I'm not sure. But Disney is saying they are not tracking people, and I'm going to take them at their word. I believe them. Until there's a reason not to. Um, I, what I've heard is that what they will use location tracking for is to figure out when there are large groups of people in certain areas and they need to bring out other entertainment or do things to help. I thought that was the coolest thing when they first brought this up, that not only entertainment 
and, and, and characters and stuff, but traffic flow of people exactly. in the park. And I think that's amazing that if they use it for those purposes, not necessarily pinpointing certain people at their exact geographic location, but looking at a number of people coming into a certain area at a certain time, to be able to reroute traffic flow and is brilliant. Of course. I, I, and I also don't think they're going to risk a billion-dollar initiative on that. On doing something like tracking individuals. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you what, though. The first time they can find a lost kid using one of these mm-hmm. things, people's tunes are going to change. But I don't think Disney is doing anything nefarious here. I think that these things are voluntary. No one is going to pin you down and force you to wear no. one. And that's what we've been hearing a lot the, of. I know. The RFID chips that are in this that has everybody all worked up are already in your key to the world cards. Okay? Yes, the key to the world cards don't have battery-powered RFID chips. But they're still RFID chips. So, yeah. and, and we don't have any problems with that. Yeah. So I just want everybody to take a breath. Let the program roll out. I think Disney's been incredibly responsible in how they've been rolling this out. They didn't jump the gun. We were originally hearing a March-April time frame. They didn't feel it was ready. They've been adjusting and tweaking this, this process as it goes on. Let them do it. Let's see what actually ends up in people's hands before we start. You know, the villagers start burning, <laughs> trying to burn down the castle. Um, it's just, it was driving me nuts watching some of those... Some of those comments that were coming I in, that's like, them. I did. It's like, <laughs> just no, avoid it. Yeah. And, you know, the, here's the other thing it's voluntary. No one's going to make you wear one. If you don't want the damn magic band, you don't have to have one. I got to say, di- uh, obviously, Disney's thought about this stuff, you know, and I think they've done everything right in, in this regard. But uh, there are some other things, though, that we were get- we gotten some information on. Regarding FastPass Plus, and, and this has been a big, big topic of conversation since we first heard about this earlier in the year. Um, we're getting this from some really good sources, um, but what we're hearing is that FastPass as it is now, within a few years, is going to go away. This is going to uh. be how you're going to get FastPasses. Um, if you choose to use the Magic Band for your FastPass... Uh, you are not going to be able to use existing FastPass as well. So you're going to have to make a choice. Once the, once the Magic Bands are out and you can use them for your FastPasses, you can either do it that way or you can do it the old way, but you can't do both. Um, you're going to be able to receive three FastPass Plus reservations per day, but they can only be used at one park. So you're not going to be able to get FastPasses in the same day in multiple parks. Um, to use the FastPass Plus system, you will have to have a My Disney Experience account at DisneyWorld.com, a valid ticket, and a Disney Resort reservation. So those things are gonna, three things right now are going to be required for FastPass Plus. Kind of takes the spontaneity away from it all. but Well, but you know what? Spontaneity is not always your friend at Walt Disney That's World. That's true. That's true. Sometimes it's a great idea, but if you, go, if you go trying to have an existential experience at Walt Disney World, you're going to wait in a lot of lines. Right. I tend to look at it from an annual pass holder standpoint. Right. Well, it's different. You know. Yeah, a little different. Um, FastPass Plus is going to be able to be booked 60 days before arrival. 
and FastPass Plus reservations are going to be able to be modified right up until the time they expire. So um, a little bit more detail coming out. I trust the source on this. I think this is probably going to end up being pretty accurate. But the big story here, legacy FastPass, the FastPass system we're using right now is going to go away. And it's going to happen within the next two or three years. So there you have it. That was a big question. Were they, were they going to get rid of them? And from what we're hearing, they are. They are going to get rid of them. So, okay. all right. That is going to do it for the news. And uh, at the beginning of the show, um, we introduced you to Uncle Kialoha, who is one of the storytellers here at Olani. And he played some great ukulele music for us. Uh, for our intro, and Sean is standing by and is going to talk a little bit more with him about his role here at Alani. So take it away, Sean. All right. Well, first, I just want to say thank you for the music in the beginning because it was fantastic. The pleasure was mine, Sean, and aloha maikawa, and welcome to our Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Um, before we talk about your ukulele music, I actually wanted to ask you about your name. Okay. Um, I've noticed that a lot of people go by uncle or aunt or um, even cousin, and we noticed that even at home at the Polynesian Resort. Um, is it signify something in Hawaiian culture, or is it just, are you really related to everyone? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there were, there were only so many in that first canoe, but uh, <laughs> it, it's a throwback to times when we were, the land divisions were called Ahupua'a, and people in an Ahupua'a, you know, were like one big family. Uh, anybody that grew up uh, in your parents' generation were called makua, or parents. In your grandparents' generation, they were called kupuna. So it's a holdover from the, that time, so that today, you know, anyone that's uh, of your parents' age is called uncle or auntie, okay. and, and everybody's cousins. So and is it kind of a sign of respect? A form, it is a form yeah. of respect, and I really enjoy that idea of going around and still being connected to our Of course. Culture. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, how long have you been playing ukulele? Well, you know, I grew up in a musical family. My father played music. So we always had the ukulele around. Uh, some pick it up, some, some don't. Uh, it's not as though everybody plays the ukulele, but it is there. It's, it's amazing that uh, this instrument that uh, originally came from Portugal uh, is being carried on here, and it's gotten even bigger here in the island. So the, yeah. the uku means a flea, or the lele means to fly because of the, the speed of the fingers okay. that bend down. So you said not everyone plays it. Is it pretty common for people to pick it up, or is it something that's kind of coming back? It's there for people to enjoy. You know, growing up, uh, I think, uh, in the schools, they had ukuleles for the kids to play on. Okay. But it really become much more popular worldwide uh, in the last 20 years with some really yeah. great ukulele players. You know, Brother Is, Jake Shimabukuro. These people are uh, carrying on that musical Definitely. tradition. Yeah, I know some of those names, actually. Yes, so, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, where do you play music in the, at Aulani? Uh, at the Aulani, we have uh, all, venue, all kinds of venues to, to listen to music. Mm-hmm. Great Hawaiian music. One of the, the best places to come out to Aulani. Here at Ama'ama, every evening, there are a musical duo or trio that plays music. At the Olelo Bar, uh, every evening, once again, there is music played. Sometimes with just guitar, sometimes they play with We heard that Aulani. last night, actually. Yeah. yeah, it was great. And then in our Hui shows, we have the Hui uh, twice a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mondays and Thursdays, and there's a trio that plays. They have a ukulele, stand-up bass, and a guitar. And then uh, two wonderful men called uh, Heart and Soul. 
that are just uh, aficionados on the ukulele and can teach me a few tricks. Wow. <laughs> so those are the places you can enjoy That's the cool. music. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely, the, it adds so much to the ambiance here. Yeah, you and we also it. teach them. Yeah, we, oh, have, yeah. we have lessons. So at the Pauhana Room, uh, uh, on a uh, weekly basis, there are ukulele lessons. All right, we'll have place. to do that. Yeah, yeah. you've got to do that. <laughs> so in addition to playing the, the ukulele, um, you also tell stories here, is that true? That's right, right yeah. over here at the uh, Circle of Alai Ula, our fire pit here okay. in Aulani. Every evening, about four times an evening, we get together with the, uh, our guests here and we tell traditional stories, stories of um, Maui uh, fishing the islands out of the sea or slowing down the sun, uh, stories of uh, uh, the shark god from Pu'uloa or what we know as Pearl Harbor today, Okay. the Menehune, our little people that uh, do all these fantastic deeds overnight. So these are the kind of stories that we share with our guests. And who's that open to? Is it just for younger guests or is it for anybody? Uh, it's for the whole family. Okay. You know, we try to make stories so that, uh, update them so that the young kids can appreciate and, and love them, but the families will, uh, because of uh, the traditional values the stories have, you know, uh, hard work, uh, kuleana, one's responsibility, yeah. and the like that we share. Well, what is your favorite story? Do you have a, can you give us a preview of one of those? Uh, okay. Maui! His mother calls, almost knocking him off his surfboard as he caught a wave into shore. She says, I want you to slow down the sun. And so Maui does slow down the sun eventually to the benefit of all mankind. Nice. <laughs> Very short brief. Do you have any music that you can play along with that? Aloha. <laughs> That's fantastic. Thank you very much. You're I, welcome. I really appreciate you being here. Once again. Enjoy, yes. your, enjoy the rest of your stay here. Thank Don't you. work too hard. I'll try not to. You have to talk to that guy over there, though. <laughs> All right, guys, I'll send it back over to you. I'll be at the bar for the rest of the show. <laughs> All right, thank you very much, Uncle Kealoha and Sean Thompson. Uh, before we uh, move on and talk to Todd Apo, uh, Dustin put together a little video to kind of familiarize everybody with this resort. So let's go ahead and cut to that. Awesome job, Dustin. Thank Thanks you. very much for that. Yeah. And I'm pleased to be joined right now by Todd Apo, who is the Director of Public Affairs for Alani. He's going to talk to us a little bit about the resort. Thanks for being here, Todd. Aloha. Thank you for having me. Great to have thanks you. For ha here. Thanks for having us. This is <laughs> not a bad place to be for you. This <laughs> no. is not a bad office to work from. No, not at all. Um, now, uh, I had been out here uh, right after you opened uh, in November 2011, I guess it was. And when we were taken around and given a tour, um, one of the things that was pointed out quite a bit to me was the level of effort that went into making elements of this resort culturally accurate, I guess for lack of a better term. I think one of the concerns people had when they heard Disney was building a resort here was that you were going to Disneyfy the yes. Hawaiian experience. Right. And in fact, you did not. Um, talk to me about some of that, some of those cultural elements that went into this. I tell you, it, it's a great story now that we're able to look back two, three, four years from when this really started um, and look at the success. And really, I think one of the key things that happened for the company was we put together a cultural committee. So six local 
um, Native Hawaiians that really helped guide this process. And in talking with them, I think one of the reasons we were successful, when I talk to them now, they say, you know, they get consulted on a lot of different things. This Alani project was one where they really felt like they were listened to and they mm. had an effect on what the end product was. And one of the great examples, the name Alani came from that cultural committee. It wasn't a name that Disney selected. It was a name that was given to us by the cultural committee. And they went through, it was actually, I remember at the time, a long time of them debating what should we suggest as a name. And one of the cultural committee members came back and said, I had a dream last night about the name Alani, which means messenger of the chief or wow. you know, storyteller for a higher being. And the recognition that Alani was going to be that storyteller to our guests, to people from around the world that came to visit, and they were going to tell the stories of Hawaii. And so it's, it was a neat connection, but it's also a great message that we've continued to take, is that we need to recognize that we are storytelling. We are telling the story of Hawaii. We want it to be true. Um, and you're right. At the time that the announcement happened in 2007, that Disney was coming here, um, I was actually the city council member representing this district and got a lot of feedback of, oh, no, here comes another big company. What's going to happen? How is this going to work? They're starting to talk about Hawaii. We know the Tiki Room at, at Disneyland isn't exactly a representation of Hawaii. <laughs> really? And, yeah. And so, you know, so all those concerns were real and understandable. And, but as we went through the process and they saw who was involved in this cultural committee that was there, um, they started to believe. And the fact that we then had people out in the community talking about this and not having to be Disney talking about it made a huge difference. And I'll tell you, one of the probably most nervous times when I was at the beginning of this was the night before we opened our doors to the public, we had a community preview night. And so we had about 300 from people from the community. It was everyone from community leaders, government leaders, um, the Hawaiian Culture Educational Group from the University of Hawaii. And I realized as we were going into that, I said, you know, we've been talking about what we're doing and it sounds great. But this tonight, we're going to let them into our door and they're going to get to see it. And they're really going to judge whether we did this right or not. And all of them, to every one of them, was, were very amazed and very pleased at what Alani was and what that representation is. And as we've gone through this, you know, almost two years now of being open, I think we've been successful at telling that story. And that's what this experience is all about. It's, you have the Disney service elements, you have the Disney magic, you have Mickey and a few of his friends here visiting us, but it is that cultural storytelling and a, and a level of experience with Hawaii that you get here because it's done by Disney, because it's the storytelling expertise of Disney, that you really will have a hard time getting any other way here in Hawaii. Sorry, a long monologue no, to start no, us all off great. there. That's <laughs> well, you know, because for me, that was, um, you know, like I said, when I first came out here, um, that was one of the things that really struck me when we would hear, you know, what went into it in terms of that authenticity. Because, you know, as a Disney fan, I look for that Disney, that Disney difference, that Disney element. And, you know, that's what attracts me to the brand. That's what attracts me to the product. So I wanted to see how that was going to be woven in here. And that, that attention to detail um, and being authentic and not running roughshod over the culture I, I really impressed me. And then, of course, there's just the place itself. I mean, <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't say it. Look at where I'm sitting. I mean, <laughs> this is gorgeous Beautiful. here. Um, I'll tell you, I'll back up to that story. So this was a 21-acre vacant lot at one point, and I was actually working with Colina Resort on the development side and so was able to be part of the team that gave the tour of this property to Disney. And so you've got to imagine, before this all started, this was a, an empty lot. You could stand on the edge and look out over this lagoon. 
And obviously, you take the expertise of Disney, and they could see the magic in it. Oh, yeah. Um, and it is, it's, this is a magical place. It's an amazing location. Um, what was built around here is fantastic. And, and you and all of your fans know Joe Rody well. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, the fact that he spent part of his younger life here in Hawaii as he was growing up really, I think, helped ground him into mm-hmm. understanding what he needed to do and who he needed to engage in order to make this successful. And then you just you take his magic, his expertise that he's done at Animal Kingdom and now working with Avatar, um, and he's done here at Alani. And guests that come, the families as they're here experiencing it, are getting um, that amazing combination, I think, of Hawaii and Disney. And it's, it's really what's driving, I think, the popularity and the experience. Now, the resort has been open now for a little over two years, and you're already doing expansion work. Um, it was, you know, when we made the reservations, you know, they were very, very good about letting us know there was going to be this construction going on. I'm like, oh, great. We're coming out there to do a shoot, and everything's going to be... Like, you, you don't even notice it. You don't even notice it. It's, you know, but oh, yeah. why, why are you expanding already? You know, and it was, I think it, it's like Disney. It is classic Disney. It is reading what's going on, hearing back from our, our guests, our members, and figuring out what they wanted more of. And uh, probably one problem that we were having was our pool deck was too popular through our first year. Um, there is so much to do on this pool deck between the pool kilo that holds the two water slides, right. the lazy river, um, Auntie's beach house right next to the pool deck as well. We just found that more of our guests and members were staying right on our pool deck. Um, you know, and some of them are obviously down at the beach and doing excursions. But as we went through those counts, we needed more pool deck space. And so we weren't going to say, hey, this is all you get. Figure out how to <laughs> squeeze yourselves in there. Um, as Disney would always do, we said, okay, we've got some what I call flex area that was a lawn. Spread out That we bit. could turn into a new pool. So adding a brand new family pool, a new wow. jacuzzi spa, an additional splash play area for the little toddlers along with the new food and beverage location. Right, you have a new quick service location. Yes, yeah. and so all of that happening over on one side of the property, and that was you know, nice. That flex space was on the side, so even though we're going through that expansion, it's not having a major impact on our guests. Uh, because we weren't fully open with all our room phases, the rooms that are right next to that uh, expansion work are not open right now, so not having that impact. So, right. you know, all of that opens up in September, and it's going to be a, a great addition to what already exists here. And so um, for those that have come to visit us and coming back next year, they're going to have a whole new experience with us here. Isn't and that so, like Disney? Always, yeah. <laughs> always doing something new every time you come back. We asked uh, some of our uh, listeners and viewers to send in some questions, and we have a few we'd like to Alrighty. throw over to. We're going to start with Erica Duke, who writes, Living in the Northeast, we tend to vacation in Florida to escape winter and keep travel time to a minimum to maximize our vacationing time. Explain what would make a trip to Alani worth the extra travel time from the East Coast, as well as the extra travel expense. Also, what would be the optimum length of a stay and itinerary for a first-time visit to Alani? And as always, are there gluten-free dining options (laughs) at the resort? Wow, that's a list of great questions. Um, welcome, welcome to my, there welcome you go. to my friends. Um, <laughs> and then maybe I'll start it backwards because the first one's sort of an easy one. From a gluten-free standpoint, um, all of our dining is has fully gluten-free menus. Okay. Our chefs will come out and talk to you about what works for you on the menu, 
what might not work for you and make adjustments as needed. At our Makahiki buffet, whether it's a breakfast or dinner buffet, again, they'll come out, they'll walk you through the line and show you uh, what is gluten-free and what isn't. And if that's not working for you, we'll come up with something that will. So um, we are fully ready for anyone that needs that type of diet and any other types of diets that come up. Um, I think, you know, again, as your guests and as your listeners and watchers know, uh, happens at all our other Disney resorts, we're we're fully ready for that. So take care of that one. and we all know, coming from the East, East Coast, whether you're up in the Northeast or, or down uh, near Florida, it is a long trip. But I'll yeah. tell you, it is worth it. Um, I know all of your fans are great Disney lovers. Mm-hmm. And this is a place where you will get a Hawaiian, a true Hawaiian traditional cultural experience like another that is combined with the Disney service and excitement that they expect. And yes, we don't have a theme park. We're not going to have all <laughs> of the rides. But I'll tell you, from a vacation standpoint... Um, yeah, it's hard. A little biased here, obviously, but it's worth making that trip. I, I, I get to make a few trips out to Orlando. I, uh, I spent my undergraduate college years up in the Northeast, and so know that trip uh, decently. And yes, it's it's probably a little bit further than getting from the Northeast to Orlando, but the experience that you're going to receive uh, from making that um, that investment, both monetarily and from a time standpoint. I think for you and your family is unbelievable. I mean, if you're making those trips down to Florida um, for that Disney experience, coming out to Hawaii and experiencing Aulani uh, is worth putting on your list of things to do. And one of the things that you know, I was telling Dustin, I think the next time I come out here, the way I want to do it, because it is a long flight, let's be honest. Right. It's a long flight from the East Coast to the U.S. <coughs> to Honolulu. But it's really cool. There's this thing right dead smack in the middle of this trip called Disneyland. <laughs> yes. Um, that would make a perfect, you know, stop in Disneyland, actually start getting acclimated to the time change, spend a couple days there. What is it from? Come uh, out here, spend a week, 10 days, because yeah. that's only a four and a half hour flight yeah, from Los say, Angeles, like four and a half, five hours. Five, five hours right around there. Um, and uh, which is the same amount of time it takes to fly from New York to Los Angeles. Right. No, that um, flight's nothing. So that's a, that, that flight, you can just stand it on your head. Um, <laughs> And uh, then do the same thing coming back. I mean, I think that would be a fantastic vacation if, if you don't want to do the long flight. Also, I don't know about other airlines, but I know Delta is doing direct flights out of uh, Newark Liberty. Mm-hmm. And they're doing direct flights out of Atlanta, Atlanta. Right. Uh, to Honolulu. United and Salt Lake City as well. Salt Lake City has Delta. United has directs out of Newark and um, Dulles, I believe. And so, yeah, there's, there's a number of direct flights uh, coming in from the East Coast, but breaking it up is obviously a, a great way to go as well. So you get a little bit of uh, both yeah. the, the true Disneyland really? I mean, park experience as well as Hawaii. I had to fly over Disneyland again here. We could have just you <laughs> yeah. know, stopped for it. But I will say that once you take that flight, and yeah, it's not for nothing. We got here last night, and we were, I mean, we were wiped. Yeah. We were, yeah. But then you walk in here. And how long did it take before everybody's batteries were completely recharged and you guys were running yep. around filming, filming, taking pictures, having a grand all time. So um, and from a vacation standpoint, like I said, you're going to get in here in the afternoon, maybe early evening and get to bed that night and get up early and be willing to take that one day, which your vacation should be of just hang out at the pool, go yeah. down the beach and, and just hang out. And I'll tell you, by the time you get through that day. Uh, you and your kids and everyone else will be ready to pick it back up again. And, uh, and ultimately, that's why you're having to expand right now is because more people are spending time here at the resort than you expected. You expected people to be spending more time on the island. 
and they're spending more time here than you anticipated. And I think that's one thing that we will grow through from the fact that we are a Disney Vacation Club location is that our members will come back. And so while your first trip, again, there's so much to do here. Your kids, your family's going to want to stay on the pool deck. When you get to your second and third trip, and again, they may be spaced two or three years apart, but you're going to spend more time the next time out on the island or uh, perhaps doing some neighbor island trips. And that's you know another thing we talk about here at Aulani is we want to be that portal. We don't want to be your one and only place to visit in Hawaii, but we want to arm you with stories, some background about Hawaii, so that when you go out to the North Shore, down to Pearl Harbor, out to Diamond Head, or take a couple of days to go over to Maui or the Big Island, you're going with some context behind what you're going to see and experience. And that creates such a deeper vacation experience and, and set of memories for your family if you're able to do that. Another question comes to us from Jamie Cash. In North Liberty, Iowa, I visited Oahu in January of 2012 and saw the construction of Alani while we were staying in the Kowalina area. Our visit there was to see my brother and his family who were stationed in the Navy at Pearl Island at the time. I'm curious if Alani does any special activities for the many military families on Oahu or if there are plans to develop anything with the military okay so yeah definitely with the military one is we have a military discount for our rates and so they need to call in and identify themselves with reservations as military and it's a 25 percent discount wow. off of um wow. off of the rack rate so that's one thing that's in existence but we try to partner with them where we can and one of the neat things we did just at the uh, end of last month was we did a books on bases event where with the help of disney publishing we donated about 1500 books to uh, military children and families and so we actually were on uh, Hickam Air Force Base. So now it's a joint base with uh, Pearl Harbor and Hickam. And we took Mickey and Minnie over with us and we passed out about 1,500 books. Uh, myself and uh, one of the lieutenant colonels got to read one of the books to the kids. And I was hoping for a book with not too difficult words, but they gave us one that had some um, scientific names of some fish. So we struggled <laughs> through that. Uh, but the kids had a great time and we were able to make that donation. It was neat to to once obviously see the excitement of the kids, but to hear some of the stories from the families and the, the military support groups that were there. And they talked about how obviously with one and at least one of the parents away from the kids a lot of the time on deployment, that they go through a lot of different um, prioritizations than we do and then a lot of different needs. And so sometimes things like reading, like the time to find books can fall off given everything else that they're, they're dealing with and the sacrifices they're making for all of us. And so being able to be a part of that and, and see how excited they were. I, one thing that struck me is we were reading the book to the kids, and there was probably 50 or 60 kids sitting on the floor there. They were all glued to that book. You know, I expected, we had been there for a while, so I expected a little rustling around, uh, but they were really, they were focused on the reading, looking at the pictures, and it was a, a great experience to be with them. So we continue to look for those types of opportunities to be involved with the military here as well. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Kathleen Grinnell uh, writes, over the last several years, my husband and I have been able to vacation at Walt Disney World during the value season. Is there a similar value season at Olani? And if so, when would that be? Okay, so let's make sure I got these right in my head. So both from a Disney Vacation Club member standpoint, we all know the points charts right. and how those work. And even from a rate standpoint, we have those. And they don't exactly match up. But generally, um, the last half of January through February and then... Um, September through probably mid-October are probably known as the value Your big seasons value seasons. From, from the points and, and rate standpoint. Obviously, our summers are real busy. We're gearing up to have a very full summer oh, yeah. uh, this year. 
And then the holidays, a lot of the people escaping the uh, sure. the winter. So from Thanksgiving through through New Year's is always a busy time for us. And then, uh, you know, another one that is probably obvious, but it's just always neat to see is the spring break time. And it's amazing that schools are on such varied um, schedules now that spring break isn't a two week period. It's no, really right. a, <laughs> a four, five, almost six week period that we're having a good flow of families coming in while they're on break. So fit yourself in between those vacations if oh, you're but looking the for the end of January there. sounds. Lovely, yeah, That'd I would imagine. Great it's time, especially if you're in the Northeast. I mean, what a great time <laughs> yeah. to like get out and get New away York from the snow and and come to uh, come to Hawaii. Um, uh, another one of our listeners, Kimberly, writes: I am a DVC owner at Olani and cannot wait for our first trip next year. Uh, I also know that Olani is in its uh, in and of itself a destination. However, I've never been to Hawaii. I would like to see some sites outside the resort. Where do you suggest we visit, and what are the must-dos when we come to Alani for a vacation? Wow. Okay, another great question. A lot of great answers, I think, to that. Um, probably some of the most popular excursions that we have is uh, just going up, driving up the North Shore. Um, during the winter, gigantic surf. Um, up in Haleiwa, some fantastic shave ice. Um, I think some of your watchers may have seen the Today Show is just out here. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, I know, made the trip as well. You got the, uh, got the, the shave shirt ice going shirt. right yeah. there. Uh, we actually have our own shave ice stand right here on our pool deck. Um, but, yeah, no, getting up to the North Shore and just experiencing that. There's also Turtle Beach, which is mm. just outside of Haleiwa. And amazing number of turtles will be right in the water coming up on the beach for you to be able to see. Um, so that's the North Shore. You've got, obviously, Pearl Harbor, uh, an amazing historical location yes. to, to go and see. And, you know, again, not your traditional cultural Hawaii, but such an important part of not only Hawaii, but our country's history. Yeah. Um, definitely say a must-do for you. Um, there's hikes. So Manoa Falls is one of our specific excursions that we do and go up and get to see through the, the tropical jungle up into the waterfall. But Diamond Head's another great hike. You get up to the top of there, yeah. look down the southern coast uh, through Waikiki is, again, a fun one. Uh, we also do excursions to Kualoa Ranch where you can go up and go horseback riding through a, a true ahupua that's almost We're been We're doing that Thursday. Uh, yep. yeah, okay. You guys will have some video <laughs> yeah. from that. I can't but, wait. Um, yeah, an amazing setting. Also the site of a lot of movies, everything from Jurassic Park to Hawaii Five-0 has filmed up in that valley. And Lost filmed in Lost that area, filmed which I'm very excited well. about. There are locations. We'll the bunkers. There are locations there from Lost, like the bunkers and stuff. Yes. I can't wait. Yeah. But that, that valley and that area is actually uh, the place where they found the most the oldest and original settling uh, location for the native hawaiians so they oh, expected okay. that that area is where the canoes first came in when they first landed in hawaii so wow. again you get that great history story of it in through sort of the modern excitement of, yeah. of lost in hawaii 50 um so again you know and there's so much in between there waikiki just get you know you got to spend at least some time down in waikiki and to see that that excitement and that action a little a very different experience than out here at Alani and Kotlina yeah. Resort um, Alamoana Shopping Center for those that want to be shopping we have an outlet mall not far from us as well um, and so there, there's a, a large cabin as we mentioned a little bit earlier there is um, commuter airplanes so you can jump on the plane and whether it's a day trip or an overnight trip get over to the big island to see oh really the, those the could be day flows. trips yes so, yeah so they've got early morning trips as early as 5.30 or 6 o'clock sometimes in the mornings. Um, so you can get over there early, get in the car, drive around, and catch a 7 p.m. flight back. Oh, wow. Um, so <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah. So, again, the chance to go up and, and see lava, uh, if you haven't seen it, to see it live is amazing. It's, and uh, how long How long a flight is that? To It's uh, probably about 50 minutes to Hilo. Oh, that's, really? Yeah, because that's you know, the furthest location 
east uh, of the Hawaiian Islands. That's about the furthest away you can get. If you're going to fly over to Maui, it's a 30, 35 minute flight. <laughs> As same thing to Kuwait, wow. the other direction. I, I, I thought it would that. be longer than that. Ah, yeah. okay. I'm thinking like you got to pack your bags and yeah. so no, really you could just trip. go like do a day trip to Maui. Do a day trip to Maui and uh, go again, take a drive around, see. And that's a neat thing. All of the islands here in Hawaii, at least in my view, have such a very different experience. Um, even between the Big Island and Maui and Kauai, so many different things to see. So um, you know, it was one of your questions earlier of how long should I be here. You know, you could spend here three weeks and really get something different every day. Um, and again, but maybe you experience a little bit of it and gives you the incentive to come so on back and visit. Well, that us. was it. You know, that was it for me last time. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we had done last time, probably one of the best things I've ever done on a vacation, was we rented a car here at the hotel, and we just drove around the island. We had no plan. We had no map. We uh-huh. just kind of went. And we stopped any place we thought, wow, this is a great picture. Isn't this beautiful? Which means we were stopping every 20 minutes, every 10 minutes. Got some great photos, some great places to eat. Went out to the Dole, uh, uh, the Dole Plantation. Plantation. Yep. Got your Dole Whip. Yes, got the Dole Whip. Okay. Um, and just that was I mean, just a ch- as a chance to ex- And we didn't even get around most of the island. And we were doing it all day just because we were stopping so much, saying, oh, my gosh, look at this, how beautiful it is. So, um, and it's, you know, it's pretty hard to get lost on the island. You're not going to, you know, be driving around and end up halfway across the country. It's right, always exactly. going to circle and get you back around. So <laughs> you got some freedom to go make, make that drive and, and see a lot of different things. Um, Deanna uh, from Saskatchewan, Canada writes, Olani was a dream we hoped to achieve many years down the road. But since we just purchased Disney Vacation Club on our Easter cruise on the Fantasy, Olani is suddenly attainable and soon, like February 2014. If uh, we have never been a Hawaiian or wondering if we spent a week at Olani, would that give us enough of a Hawaiian experience? Uh, or would you recommend also experiencing another island for a few days? Kind of what we were just talking yeah. about. I mean, to answer the first part of the question, yeah, I think you know, a week here is, is enough time to really get some depth into the experience. One of the things that you'll find here at Aulani is the stories have different layers. And so you walk into Maka'ala, our lobby, and you'll see a mural going around the top. Right. And it looks great. It's a neat piece of art about ancient Hawaii, modern Hawaii. But the next time you're coming through, you're going to hear a cast member talking about how the male and female sides match up with the theming on the two different towers. Or mm-hmm. a little bit about the artist whose father um, was actually went and taught some of our Imagineers uh, mural artwork a long time ago. And hmm. so, you know, wow. the, the more time you're able to spend here, the deeper experience you're going to get into Aulani. But, you know, taking that week to be out there, it's, it's an investment whether you're coming from, you know, Central East Canada or from the East Coast. Um, if you're able to build in more time, obviously, you know, you'll get a greater experience. You'll, you'll be able to see more of Hawaii. Uh, probably the downside is that's going to convince you even more to come back again. <laughs> okay, well, no, you told me Maui is 30 minutes away. I have to come back now and do that. <laughs> there you go. It's I a- have to come back now and do that. <laughs> I really did. No, I thought, I thought that was like, like a, a whole affair. Like this is yeah. a, an affair of having like island hop and stuff. I no, didn't it's realize just like going to the next that, town over. Yeah. Wow. Just taking a plane. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah it's, it's a plane ride instead of a commute. And sometimes wow. with, we've got a bit of traffic here in the morning. Sometimes a plane ride can be faster than your commute into town. So... <laughs> It's going to jetpack. On Facebook, Cheryl Johnson uh, from Florida uh, asked, um, I'll be at Alani for July 4th, and wondered if anything special was planned for that day. 
We will have fireworks on July 4th, something uh -huh. we didn't have last year. So okay. we've worked with the overall Colina Resort, and uh, we'll have fireworks. I've just I've seen some emails going around. We're just trying to lock down exactly what time that's going to happen. Okay. Uh, but there will be fireworks. Uh, we'll have some special menu items within the restaurants, but um, nothing else really special or different. Um, you know, again, all of all of our normal activities that will be going on throughout that week, and we'll try to tie in a few uh, Independence Day and Fourth of yeah. July excitements. But obviously, the fireworks here against the ocean shed setting is uh, must be stunning. Well, I, I have amazing. a question in relation to this. Yep. <clears throat> um, just in general, are there any holidays that you guys really go all out for, other than you know July Fourth? So probably the big one is is the holiday season, right. and it's you know tie in with with. The Disney expectation and what they do at the parks, and I'm always amazed getting over there. Make sure I get my family over to the parks during the holiday time because it's great to see yeah. how they dress them up. But here at Alani, we go through a similar transformation. So you'll see a lot of Christmas decorations, but the neat thing is they're all Hawaiian themed. Oh. So it's not the glittery, shiny uh, balls and those types of things, but we'll get a lot of Hawaiian decorations, a lot of things based off of the artwork that we have here already. Um, and so again, it's it's a Disney expected the Disney guest service uh, experience that you'll get during the holiday season. And Santa does come and visit us usually <laughs> on uh, Christmas Eve. And we've usually got uh, cookies and, and punch and cider out in the lobby. Um, and again, that's something you're looking for perhaps when it's 80 degrees outside. <laughs> but you would get that experience here as well. You know what? To be here, you'll <laughs> adapt. Yeah. You know? That was when I, when I moved to Florida for the first time. Weird uh, having Christmas. After you know, coming from the Northeast. <laughs> And, you know, it's, you're wearing shorts on Christmas Day. It is a little strange. But then you look at where you are and you're like, okay, yeah, I can okay. deal with it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's uh, uh, I, I, that's a time of year I would love to be here. Yeah, that would be cool. At the holidays. Um, we were close last time we were here in November, but, you know. Yeah, we've got um, a white Christmas, but it's, it's white sand beach and not the, not <laughs> that's the okay. snow. That's so. okay. That's all workable. <laughs> all right. Well, Todd, thank you so much for taking time to come and talk to us and share your experience and knowledge here at the resort. We have so much more of Alani we're going to be covering uh, this week. Uh, again, next week, our, our show next week, still going to be here in Alani and uh, be taking a look at some more aspects of the resort and, of course, covering it in full on our July 16th show, disunplugged.com. Thanks again for being Thank with us, Thank you guys God. for being here. Thank Welcome you. to your, all of your watchers and fans, and we look forward to having you here at Alani. Great. Thank, Thank you. you. Aloha. Thanks. Um, before we wrap up, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about prizes. Because I said at the very beginning, we were going to tell you how to win a chance to come stay here at Olani. But first, we have to give away a $100 Disney gift card. If you retweeted something that Corey put out there, I forgot what it was. Yeah, it was... Uh, you had to retweet something. We were going to give you $100. Retweet the fact that we were doing this live show, and yeah, $100 gift card. And Vanessa at VS Fuzzy World is our Twitter winner. She's going to get a $100 Disney gift card. We're going to be doing more of those retweet contests <coughs> Excuse me, uh, throughout the next few weeks, so right. stay tuned to that. But what you're really going to want to do is make sure you are following us on live stream following us on Twitter, and paying close attention because a lot of the things that we're going to be doing in the course of the next three and a half weeks are going to be things that are going to help you win that seven-day, six-night stay here in Alani, a seven-night cruise to Alaska on the Disney Wonder, and an Adventures by Disney backstage magic trip in California. And we are going to be announcing those contests 
on our show starting July 16th. So follow along on live stream. Follow along on Twitter. Pay attention. Watch the broadcasts. We're going to be dropping little hints here and there that you're going to want to remember so that you will have a chance to win an unbelievable stay here at Olani. Um, I am so glad we got this out of the way at the very beginning of our trip. <laughs> a little nerve-wracking. <laughs> so that we could uh, take the rest of the week and not have to sweat out doing a live show, which these guys did a great job Thank you. setting this up. This is our first time doing a live remote. And a sole listener back here uh, uh, clapping for us. Our first time doing a live remote. To get to do it from here, the bar is set really, really high. But uh, that is going to do it for our show. We hope you enjoyed it. And we will be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember, open your mind. Explore the world. Have a good one. Have a good one.